get so mad there's no control Ladies and gentlemen, just in case so you live under a rock I might grab it that I don't know My rap, my blood boils over like Oh god, here goes I lost all feeling from my head to my toes You said some shit that I can't let go So just stay tuned for the rest of the show So have you ever felt betrayed? Switch inside, you see things Realize something needs change Cause I know you got me fucked up Let me show you what's up Cause enough is enough I'll take a face full of payment Just to make a statement I know there's no turning back Oh god, adrenaline wasted So mad I can taste it I know there's no turning back I'll do what it takes, I ain't making mistakes like that I'll bleed on your face just to make you go take it back I'll move my shit, I go crazy when I'm Welcome, everyone, to the Heal the Ring podcast, the Monday Night Raw edition with your host, BS Sports Jedi Kev. Hope everyone's doing well. We are coming from the Saturday Money in the Bank pay-per-view. We had a lot of different results, uh, a lot of changes in the last game of WWE, um, quite a bit. Not only did Theory and Liv Morgan win their respective Money in the Bank matches, but Morgan actually cashed in the Money in the Bank briefcase and became and defeated the, the Raw Women's Champion, Ronda Rousey, and winning the title. And of course, it was a spectacle in Vegas, and we're ready. And it carried over to Monday Night Raw. And before that, before that, before Theory could claim the briefcase himself and being part of the Money in the Bank match, we saw him dropping his title to none other than the Almighty Bobby Lashley, defeating him and becoming a United States champion. And Monday Night Raw dealt with all the fallouts from the pay per view while building up for the upcoming. SummerSlam card. We're here to do it. Let's get going into the 4th of July. In our, it, it, it is our nation holiday of the birth of America. We started off with none other kicking off the show with Bobby Lashley coming out and with the crowd. It was loud chanting the Bobby chants. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. Um, the crowd is all in favor of him winning this title. And boy, the, the heat that Austin Theory has gotten, or Theory, you know, you know, we want to call him Theory as well, you know, not just Austin Theory, but Theory, and the heat that he he provides, um, my God! But all in all, you say Lashley says American Independence Day hold a special place in his heart, as he could be any more happier stand here as your United States champion, and you know what, Bobby Lashley's promo skills is getting much, much more greater uh, as time as time goes on. You know, sometimes I used to, my, myself, I'm going to apologize because I used to think that Bobby Lashley was like chewing tinfoil. Like, ah, a great wrestler, great physique, great in-ring in ring powerhouse. But when it comes to microphone cutting skills, you know, I just wanted to grab a piece of tinfoil and chew on it. But it's, he's improving. Um, he has won me over as, you know, liking him. Um, I am a fan of Bobby Lashley going forward. And let's see where this United States title run goes. I um, Also... It, it, you know, last you said, it's not the title that makes the man. It's the man that makes the title. And I wanted to bring that to a, on my notes because I totally agree with it. You know, everyone was complaining that the mid-card titles, which is either the Intercontinental title or the United States title, had no value, no meaning, no pizzazz. Like back in the old days, you know, and, and you know, I don't want to sound like an old relic, but 
unfortunately, I, I go back as far as before WrestleMania funded, started WrestleMania 1. And when you had the Intercontinental title with the Macho Man, you know, Ricky Steamboat, you know, I always go, that's to me, a, a Roddy Piper, Bret the Hitman Hart. Those mid-card titles, even though they weren't mid-card, they was a stepping stone to what was coming to the future. And, you know, you will go as an Intercontinental run. Even when Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels was Intercontinental champion, it catapulted. Those titles, those mid-card catapults for your next up-and-coming main eventers. And we needed that um, prestige, that that flair, that that luxury, that, that luster in those titles. And, with a, of course, Bobby Lashley has been a, a world champion many a times. And you sometimes you put a world champion. It's not a degradation. You know, we also saw Ric Flair hold those titles. You know, it's not, to me, it's not, don't think of it as degradation or being de degraded. I think they're elevating it because they're, now you have to kind of be, be a, if you're going to take these titles away from this champion, lastly, you got to be almost in world heavyweight contention to take it away from him. I like the fact that they're going to put him on that. How long does he hold the title? We don't know, you know, because, because speaking of that, Whereas Lashley is getting serenaded and getting his cheers from the crowd. No, 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 And Theory interrupts and he points us out. He lets us all know he is the youngest Mr. Money in the Bank in WWE history. Not only is the youngest Money in the Bank, and he's also the youngest United States champion in, in WWE history. And Theory says he's going to want a rematch against Bobby Lashley for that United States championship in SummerSlam. So right there, as soon as the show kicks off, it's letting us know the direction, setting up for SummerSlam on this uh, Monday Night Raw after the, the premium event on Money in the Bank. So now we see another card added to the SummerSlam extravaganza. Theory versus the almighty Bobby Lashley in a rematch for the United States title. Of course, we all know he is the sole carrier of the Money in the Bank briefcase. And Theory says he's going to get a rematch with Lashley. So that sets up. Theory adds that he also could be taking down the winner of Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Throwing a little crumbs, a little uh, hint that he goes, you know, hey, it's a last man standing match. Um, these two Titans are going to beat the hell out of each other, you know, um, and knocking each other around. Of course, the Beast Incarnated versus the Tribal Chief, you know, and Theory's going to be an opportunistic. What a way of getting heat. What a way of, you know, the crowd can't stand him. The WWE Universe can't stand Austin Austin Theory. Theory, And that's what you want in a heel. If you want to be a great heel and take your level, you know, your your heat and that, that possess to another level, you need that. You need that. And now people say, ah, but him and so forth, Mr. McMahon's prime pick protege, even better. Because if we are disliking the Theory character, he's doing his job. You know, it's, you know. You always got to look a little bit in your past to look to your, you know, sometimes what's currently going on. It's the same thing with a Roddy Roddy Piper. Everyone hated Roddy Roddy Piper in the, in, before WrestleMania. You know, everyone couldn't stand him. He was the most vilified. And I'm not comparing, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not comparing Theory in the level of Roddy Piper. Hell no. Hell no. Theory has just, he's like I said, he's only 24 years old. He is completely wet behind his ears. But in the, in the, in the blueprint, of what's a heel these guys in our past laid it out the tracks and the foundation for us remember wrestling is a rinse and repeat you or you look you take back from your past so even the feuds the feuds the 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 gimmicks mostly a lot is repeated from the from you look at your past you could see what the gimmicks were and it gets recycled 
but also to everyone's different personality different characters and different essence and they bring it toward to life so i like what's going on with theory here personally um he's saying that he might cash it in against these two titans are gonna beat the hell out of them and theory throws the money in the bank briefcase at lashley's face and started beating him down so immediately building up some heat building some contention building some 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 animosity some spice if you want it to kick off monday night raw with a lot of heat a lot of generation you know generating like those eerie oh let's get it and i loved it and then uh you you know lashley comes back he has some back elbows and a big spine bust on theory and of course just like the classic heel theory retreats let me retreat oh not it's not my night and that's what you you know he's setting it up classic face versus heel and you gotta like it you know you you know it may not be to everybody's pleasing but you gotta see the whole main picture the whole generalization was the the heel retreating with the face coming getting over did he did he accomplish that yes does it to some people's liking well you know beauty is in the behind the beholder some people criticize the living daylights out of WWE but some people you know and also myself personally I will criticize the living daylights of AEW you know and, and it's, it's still entertaining at the end of the day it's just entertaining wrestling just entertain just sit back have have yourself a, a coke relax get entertained and if you don't like the entertainment hey, one thing beautiful the most beautiful thing they ever made for us is a remote control you change the channel you move it on you go so watch something else read a book go over you know do something else um you know in my opinion if you don't like it like you know i don't have to watch it and i watch it I, you know I, I may not be a you know so it is what it is my opinion is i loved it i i, I think it got heat it started off the, the monday night raw with folks hating the heel retrieving classic and then also well, of course we saw that there was going to be a WWE picnic in the background earlier today they had a hot dog eating contest with otis street profits um you know you saw theory later on selling them hey we got a match later on this evening i just wanted to bring that before i run out of uh sequence and forget about that backstage but <clears throat> we have finally the second match it is in san diego california so it is with the home of, of 619 the mysterios comes out they're going to take on judgment day in the form of finn balor and damian priest now the match was a match you know everyone's thinking we all saw the classic promo in the back where judgment day is talking to dominic mysterio putting some incentions in his head about you know being tired and all that and you see you know ray look at him and the seeds were thrown i don't know if it's going to go on fertile land but the seeds were planted there for a dominic mysterio possibly turning on mysterio and everyone that's watching it is intrigued and in tune oh wow could this and even in, in san diego california two things a lot of things that happens in with the WWE. it tends to happen a lot there's a pattern here whenever you fight in your hometown you never win you never go over and when you fight on your birthday you never win you never go over i don't know what it is with mcmahon and wwe but you could check the facts i think like it's like a 95 percent um but that statement is accurate <coughs> so we see the match going there just a, a regular two-on-two -two match there um you're like saying boy who is going to take the pin here who's going to win do you really you know you got judgment day with no edge where are they going where they where they are if they take this pin here they're losing steam they're like they're gonna end up being like retribution 2.0 and like oh you know man that sucks and you really don't want to bury Rey Mysterio in front of his home 
his own state, his own city, well, along with his son. And you don't want to keep looking, look, making Dominic look like a jobber either. So you want to kind of have a balance. And what did the WWE do? I think was the most smart um, way of getting that victory and, and keeping everyone's heat and, and homage was the best person to give homage to, Eddie Guerrero Jr. You saw Dominic throw the chair into Balor. Balor with the chair in his hand. He, he had intentions of using it. And you saw Mysterio, referee distracted to, to Damian Priest. Mysterio drops like a bag of, like a bag on the floor. And the referee turns around and thinking that Finn Balor nailed him over the head. And, of course, classic Derek, the DQ. It was an homage to the great Eddie Guerrero. May he rest in peace. It was phenomenal because not only you keep the heat, on Judgment Day, they don't look like a bunch of chumps. They got caught, you know, with their hands in the cookie jar, a little bit comedic. I, you know, I, I can see what you say. Well, there's supposed to be a, a facet who's going to be next and, and mean, and, and and I can see that. I understand that. But also, you you bring damage to a, a great WWE legend. Um, I know I don't know if he was from the San Diego, California area, but old Mysterio is. And and of course, at the end of the match, you see them giving um, thanks and and this, the Eddie Guerrero shake, you know, homage to Gravity Guerrero. I thought it was well done. I thought it was smart, um, smart on on them. Um, what you call it? The creative to bring that in, incorporate that, and then after that match, there, you know, that's where we saw the, the promo with with backstage. But we get a little bit of a backstage with Miz telling Logan Paul that he tracks a statement accepting his offer to reunite as a tag team, which we all know that Logan Paul signed with the WWE. They were in Orlando, Florida. The, um, Stephanie McMahon, Hunter, Miss Mr. McMahon had a meeting with Logan Paul. Not only Logan Paul, I'm going to say this on, on, on the podcast. Not only with Logan Paul, they signed him, they got him ready. They also had a meeting with Mercedes Mercado, which is a.k.a. Sasha Banks. They had a meeting with her. Look for her to return to the WWE real soon. I'm saying it myself. I have no insights. I have no, no credit. No, no, you know, take it for, for a grain of salt. I'm not a, I'm not connected with the WWE, nor I'm not in Tony Khan's pocketbook, Raj Geary, <clears throat> and, uh, and, and Wrestling. And, and um, no, I know that he, the reason why I say that with conviction is WWE with is part of has NXT here. Everyone from the mostly everyone from the WWE universe, um, the NXT performers as well as a few WWE wrestlers were at World Disney World. Now I understand these folks make a lot of money, especially in the case of Sasha Banks. And she was with Bailey in Walt Disney World in Epcot Center. Pictures all over the all over the internet, all over everywhere. Um, they were both there, and and also the NXT universe. They don't make as much money, but they got the free comps. They got the WWE. They got comped into the WWE, into Disney World. They had like a you know something like a company party or company privilege to go to the Walt Disney World Resort as well as Epcot. Universal Studio, not Universal, Epcot, all the Disney World parks, they were all there. They, they all participated. Sasha Banks and Bailey were there. They were seen all over Orlando, Florida. I know people are saying, well, she she followed Tony Khan on, on, on social media. So what? They The meeting happened. She was in the Performance Center. It's going to happen. They're going to bring a new contract. She also just had eye surgery, Sasha Banks. She's also filmed the, the Mandalorian Season 3. Guys, just hang out. SummerSlam, she will be there. She will make her guest appearance. She will be back. Her welcome back moment in Nashville. Just you know what? You could call, come back and roast me if you want to. I never. It's not the first time I've been wrong, but they were in Orlando. The meeting happened. 
Get booking. So we'll move on from that there. We'll go back to the Monday Night Raw review here. Just wanted to give a little bit of backstage there with Logan Paul. And it looks like that's going to be set up for SummerSlam between Miz and Logan Paul there. Then we saw the Free Profit with the cookout with Sheldon Benjamin, Dewdrop, among others in attendance. I, it was funny how they, you know, started eating in the Welfare Academy and Theory comes out, Dawkins eating skills. It was a, it was a funny prank. Homaging 4th of July. You liked it. But then we go backstage. Backstage, all of a sudden, I haven't seen that in quite some time, is the backstage brawl. You saw Finn Balor and, and, and Damian Priest beating up on the Mysterios from behind, giving them beating, giving them a beatdown. Not only that, it makes them continue to keep their heat as, you know, what they, even though, you know, should have done it in the ring. But so what? They beat them on backstage. They really, um, really gave them a hurting. And it put a point there that they're going to, they're still a bad ass um, fashion growing up. And I know they still got a lot to win us as a crowd because it seems like, you know, they, like I said, Retribution 2.0, but hopefully not. And they go into commercial, they go into the next segment there. Of course, one of the matches that I was surprised, I didn't, I didn't see them um, advertise it as much to my knowledge was AJ Styles taking on The Miz. Now, AJ Styles, The Miz is like, wow, again, that was a, I, you know, people get complain about not about them WWE with the matches over and over and over and over and over and over. Me personally, when you got two performers, well, well performers who could tell a storyline, who could who are in ring clean, with also good back and forth um, wrestling abilities, and like in a Miz and AJ style, I, you know what? I raise my hand. Give it to me. Give it to me again. I no, thank you. I may have another. I enjoy the match, the style, the chemistry that these two um, competitors give. You know, um, I was surprised that AJ Styles got the victory with the Phenomenal Forearm. Clean victory. A clean victory. I was like, whoa, missed. Okay, not bad. The Phenomenal Forearm. Um, and But this was an unlikely end to the storyline as we see, you know, AJ Styles celebrating. And he's in the ring all of a sudden. Champa from behind attacks him. Now we're starting to see, you know, a developing pattern here. And and I always told one on the on, on the channel on the you know I say listen, oh it's Champa being buried. Champa they don't know what the hell they're doing with him. Maybe there's my twenty five percent truth to that. But I tell people relax. Let he just got up from NXT after standing deliver. You know after WrestleMania he got me to the Rain Monster. Give it a minute. Let creative figure out what is where who wants to work with him you know they also got to bring him up to the main roster and, and certain performers got to wrestle with him hear him charisma throw ideas it takes time they're not burying him give it time if he's up here for a year nothing's going on then you say he's buried they don't know what to do to him he's only got a couple months my point is they found the niche you saw him interfering a lot in mrs matches afterwards just coming in no questions asked just coming in beat him up no acknowledgement so we finally get an acknowledgement there. Part of the storyline as Champa and Miz finally, finally shake hands. Um, first of all, we saw the uh, Miz after the match hit Styles with a uh, Stone Crush finale there. Um, I, I love that match. I thought the match, even the ending, setting up a storyline, letting us know that Champa is is going to team up with Miz and Miz and good for Champa to get Miz under his wing. You know, Champa is a hell of a good wrestler. If you want, go, please watch. Tommaso Ciampa in NXT, even his last match with Tony D'Angelo, phenomenal. Even prior to that, 
you know, he's got some great matches. Champa, a great in-ring performer, um, technician. Um, he could be a classic heel as well. Um, you know, even when he was in a tag team, you know, when he was NXT Time Champ Champion, he could work. He could wrestle. Now, he might need to work on his promo skills. That's why you have the Miz. You have a mouthpiece. Although Miz could be in a tag team now where he doesn't have to take too much, you know, heavy lifting. You can have Ciampa do the heavy lifting, plus learn under him with the promo. Perfect pairing for WWE. It's kind of a mentorship there. You look for Ciampa to now start elevating, escalating, and now you guys could relax with the burying and don't know what to do with creative and attacking Ciampa and the WWE. I don't know what in the world they need to do here with him. I'm excited to see Ciampa under the wing of the Miz. We all know Miz is one of the greatest promo cutters in this generation, currently right now in all wrestling, and they put him with Ciampa. You got to like it. We definitely enjoy that. Of course, you saw the post-match Ciampa handshake with Miz, showing that they have that alliance. So we all waited for the moment here when the SmackDown Women's Champion comes out to Liv Morgan. It has come out. Of course, it shows the vignette of her cashing it in, winning it. And Liv comes out, and the fans go bananas. Like the word of Gorilla Monsoon. And Ed, the chance of you deserve it, you deserve it, you deserve it was phenomenal. Um, overwhelming to the point, you know, you saw that she held back a little tear there. You know, of course, uh, Liv Morgan. And, man, it was great thanking the fans. You know, promo skills. <laughs> I, I wish I hate when she goes into a little bit of a high tone scream. It's like, it hurts a little bit of the ears. I know my dog's ears um, lift, uh, sticks up. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And then, of course, with cutting that nice promo, we want to know who in the world is going to be our next contender. Morgan holds the belt up high, saying it's not just for her. It's for all of us, the whole WWE Universe, who's been supporting her. I know I've been seeing a lot of folks supporting her since January. Back in January, they wanted to see Liv Morgan in the month. Remember, she was in the Royal Rumble. They wanted her to win that Royal Rumble match, and she, she just fell short. Always been a bridesmaid, never a bride, and she finally gets the opportunity. I love the way they staged it in, in Money in the Bank. You know, uh, you know, just the match was a little bit, and when she won from Rousey, I wish there was a little more, a little more action, just a little more, just, but hey, I can't complain. She, the main idea, she finally got the, the title, and that's what it was all about. Um, then we get an interruption, none other than Natalia. Natalia um, comes out, and everyone's like, well, Natalia, you had your opportunity, and you relinquished. That's what I'm saying in my head, but Natalia interrupts, says she's the only reason McMorgan cashed in the money bank. When, when I saw, when she mentioned that, when I saw her speaking, I said, damn, you know what? It kind of makes sense because you kind of soften her up. And, you know, why not? Natalia want to take a uh, shot and, and go after that title. I mean, I, I, she did loosen her up, you know. And, and hmm, I said to myself, okay, it's starting to make a little sense. Natalia says she'll take, she'll, she'll, she'll take a thank you, but she'd rather have a shot at the title. Of course. No, who, just when I finished saying. And Morgan says that she shared a locker room on SmackDown on Natalia and know exactly where to find her. So Morgan is going to be a fighting champion um, following what Rousey was doing. Oh, man, I don't know if it's going to be an open challenge because I don't think Liv Morgan is built for that open challenge. I think they're going to have to protect her a little bit in, in that way, not having her open challenge because, man, even though Morgan is on fire and she could win some matches here and, they, and they're going to – I hope it's not a transitional championship, by the way um, – you got ladies like Raquel Rodriguez, who's much bigger, much stronger. You know, the returning of Charlotte Flair, returning back. You know, uh, do you really think, you know, Liv Morgan can hang on to that title? I hope it's not transitional. I hope it's a, a run. 
that you know personally like uh, when WWE decided to give the title to AJ Lee you look AJ Lee was the small thinner you know WWE champion you're like mm. you know AJ Lee you know beating up some big women there like you know you had Beth Phoenix and so forth like mm. but AJ Lee to me is one of the most historic WWE women's champion in a long t- in, in 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 the whole history of a women's um championship I think she had a great run, impressive run. AJ Lee, one of the greatest. You know, you could say top five, in my opinion. If you want to say AJ Lee, could they see? Could they do something with Liv Morgan? Yes, they can. It all depends on the crowd, how we want the heat. If we keep her supporting her and keep um, backing her up, and if Liv Morgan as well, in ring competitor and help out with her microphone skills, because that's I think one thing that hurt Ronda Rousey, 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 Ronda, whatever, um, was her microphone skills. I think her microphone, she her promos. You know, is she a tweener in between? Is she a face? Is she a heel? I think Rousey works good as a heel completely. Like, a, if she wants to be the baddest bitch on the planet, she needs to be a heel and act like the baddest bitch on the planet. Mean face, mean mugging, coming into the ring. That was an intimidating factor when she was in UFC. She would come in the ring and she would be mean. She would have that 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 bitter, that bitter, you know, face, that bitter bitch face that she's going to go in there and hurt somebody. And I think she needs that in the WWE. Uh, going forward, have insult and um, have that psychological fear the minute you walk into the through the do as soon as your your mat your um, theme music comes out come out and, and come out with that mean mean look and maybe she might have to change that Joan Jet I like the you know the reputation you know her her theme song but maybe she needs something dark you know upset like you know maybe something like you're like oh I'm gonna kick your ass type of um, uh, you know in ring entrance and and be a total badass I think. You know, it, it the the face for her, cause cause she doesn't have the promo skills to be happy go lucky and, and and if you want to be the baddest bitch on the planet, you can't be happy go lucky with a smile and then go in there. Although you know, and that's something that's happening with Raquel Rodriguez as well. But I don't want to um, divert from what we're talking about there, which is this uh, Natalia, Liv Morgan. I hope Liv Morgan's title range is a long one. It's not a transitional. I hope she don't make a dropper in SummerSlam to Charlotte, or if Charlotte returns. Um, the only thing I can see her maybe dropping that is to maybe uh, Sasha Banks and she returns to SummerSlam. You know, yeah, we know we know Bailey's returning as well, but I think Bailey has going to um, go after the Raw Women's Title with Bianca Belair. That's just, that's for another show for another day. Just wanted to give a little teaser out there. And of course, not both ladies are in the in the ring, and we get an interruption. None other from Carmella interrupts the segment saying. She tells them that they're take their butts to SmackDown. And she calls that ring her ring. And she wants them out of the ring to get out of her ring and calls herself the next Raw Women's Champion. Of course, they get the back and forth banter. Uh, Liv Morgan telling her she lost, she got beat. And Carmella and Natalia agree to both put their differences aside and go after Morgan. Morgan, kick her ass, put her in her corner. And they started beating up her until Bianca Belair runs out and, of course, helps her friend Liv Morgan. You know, they've been friends. You saw the, all the – if you have Twitter and social media, you see them posting um, together, both ladies holding the titles together, celebrating and celebrating um, at backstage when Morgan won that title. Also, they're back to their NXT days as well. Remember, they came up in the system through the NXT, and they have, been, they have gone through a long path to be in the main roster. So these ladies have a lot of respect and, and admiration for one another. And, of course, when they clear the ring out, you see uh, uh, all of a sudden our general manager comes out and says, you know what, I'm going to make a match between 
all four of you competitors and it starts now so we had a tie we had a match of course we had a match between Liv, morgan blanca belair against now camela natalia pretty good match there we knew that the fight it was just a fight breaking out there you know of course adam pierce pulled the teddy long and booking a tag match and of course started during the break we went to the break but the action started and if the, after all it was a decent long match with a lot of action between the ladies you know morgan was able to get the pin for her team of course with the knee um and also with a lot of moves there and morgan is becoming a much better in-ring performer in my opinion and she gets the much needed win there and of course Liv Morgan, Black and Bear, the champions win. And, of course, you see in the ring, they both hugged. And, and you saw Bianca Belair have a tears, you know, because I guess they, they know the struggles of Liv Morgan and teaming up with her and both being champions. They had a moment um, away from the wrestling world and more into a personal life. Uh, and it kind of, you know, you keen a little bit of a 4-4, kayfabe, whatever I say, kay, being there in the ring. I like that moment. It was realistic. You know too and it was for them it was a top searching moment for us as a fans you know we're like some some of us don't get just goes right by us i noticed that i was like you know what that's good you know being you know myself as you see i wear an nxt shirt and you see the nxt I, I do follow a lot of nxt there and, and i see the struggles and the bumps and and all the different of uh skill set and, and elevation of these wrestlers from nxt to the main roster seeing them homegrown talents get over there and becoming champions you gotta you know you, you could easily bring someone from impact you could easily bring someone from new japan you could bring someone over from any other other wrestling organization and bring them in there and you're gonna make them hot x x uh, wrestler and make them a champion and no you see that is trying to get their homegrown talent get them over get them elevated um and i think that tier that emotion was that capturing of their hard work there and they're on the main roster where you hear people you deserve it and going nuts for them you know that's a high level that's what they do when they get there day one in the performance center is that to hear that role of the crowd that acknowledgement of the crowd of and i think they took a moment there as two ladies you know and they really relished it and 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 it was a really special moment that it doesn't get talked about but i am talking about i noticed it and it was good for the both bianca belair and Liv morgan phenomenal job good job there for those ladies i hope like i said this is a long run for both ladies we shall see there. Uh, we saw, we saw, uh, we went back to the cookout. We saw another video from the cookout. Veer Mahan was trying to eat some food. Of course, you saw Mustafa Ali, you know, um, and Mahan tries and, and tries to steal his food. And you saw Veer Mahan chase him. You know, it was a little bit comedic scene. There, I, I'm like, oh come on, Veer. You know, it's supposed to be. You know, it, it is for Fourth of July. Let's have fun with that there. Then you see, backstage again, they go to another part of the, the picnic. You see ezekiel trying to put some ketchup on a hot dog now i know a lot of people says who put ketchup on a hot dog well i do for once for me for one i do you know like what are you 12 eh, call me 12. i like a, i like ketchup on a hot dog whatever the case is and then you see them squirt they're trying to get that squirt trying to get that squirt and he squirts off screen of course and who gets full of ketchup none other than seth freaking rollins wearing a white shirt and he gets ketchup all over it and you'll see him serious and like, oh boy, here we go. Picnic, food fight. And he just starts laughing. You know, that Steph Rollins laugh. <laughs> and, you know, and then you see Rollins and Ezekiel stare at each other. Rollins starts laughing. Then Rollins stops and storms off. Really irate. So it sets up a match. We're going to see. It's going to be Seth Rollins versus Ezekiel. Wow. I said, okay. 
another good match there now this match you could say was match of the night if you really wanted to um break it down um the way both in-ring competitors um yes it was really good it's not it wasn't match of the year no but it was the match of the night you know if you want to if this was ufc they would have got performance bonuses they had a good match back and forth there you had so many false finishes from ezekiel you know doing all different types you know it was uh, the spinning powerbomb looked so clean from ezekiel um you also had um the you know oh man pick and rolls you had you know all over his head press slams impressive display of power it was so clean it was so fun Seth freaking Rollins well, whoever he gets in the ring with as a competitor works so well as and also Ezekiel you know very underrated wrestler uh, when he was formerly Elias who has a lot of great um pinning predicaments the way he, ex he executed his moves I thought was really really clean really crisp I enjoyed it the match was you know like I said if this was UFC Dana White or Vince McMahon in this case would have been giving fifty thousand dollar performance bonus because they bought it they were awesome one of the top matches Monday Night Raw in quite some time there, you know, and and of course you saw Seth Rollins win, get the curb, the curb stop, nailed them with the stop for a pin, and Ezekiel still looking licking up his wounds there, and Seth Rollins looks back and he's about to go in there and give give him a beat down for the shirt for the, the catch up incident. He's gonna go back in the ring. He's about to go give another curb stomp, and out of nowhere, I'm talking about out of nowhere, you know, the cam good job, kudos to the camera guys, not following the crowd, not showing when the crowd starts getting up or, or excited, and Rollins is about to deliver, and out of nowhere, pretty, I mean, nowhere, Riddle comes out and hits a RKO, man, it does, it, oh, just don't look, just don't look right, he was just hitting it where he should have, and man, I thought it was phenomenal, man wow that looked phenomenal that cutter that that rko was in the middle of the ring knocking rollins is setting up this heat between rollins and riddle um two of the top performers right now. riddle's over right now riddle could go is a good in-ring performer uh as well you know seth freaking rollins you, you know what can you say top one of the top wrestlers right now in all companies um if you want if you want to go for microphone from promo to wrestling to heel to heat you know he got it all there total package there for rollins um and I can't wait if they set it up for wrestlers for SummerSlam. That is going to be a you know quality match. I can't wait to see them. Although we've seen them fight already, but I you know maybe a special stipulation. Or we shall see. I, I personally, you know, even if they've seen it before, I want to see it more. I give me more. I'm like you know right back. Give me more. You know, so we shall see there. All right, so we got the match coming up. A six-man tag. We get. Bobby Lashley, then the Street Profits taking on Theory in the Alpha Academy. Um, a six-man tag. You saw Theory trying to run away from Almighty. Um, you see the classic heel control most of the action while the face will make an occasional comeback with the hot tag, you know, before the heels took over again. Just a basic six-man tag back and forth. Um, if, you know, you felt like Otis was setting up something about being sick, not feeling well. You know a little bit of comedy they were going to add to this you know you saw theory running around avoiding and the street profits are so over right now the street profits Dawkins doing a flip over the ropes and landing on his feet was very impressive you know in this he's looking Dawkins everyone is um going crazy with, with Montez Ford but Dawkins is no slouch you know both guys are elevating their their wrestling game 
their in-ring performance to another level you know it's not just stock it's not just Ford. don't you know Dawkins it says don't leave me behind because I'm right there with you and of course Gable another perfect uh performance from him as a classic heel taking some bumps with um, executing the the different types of variation of, of suplexes in-ring performances and, and being funny and entertaining you know Gable gets it he is you know I hate to say he is a you know I hope he's not a jobber I hope they take him serious where they're going to start putting him and, and elevating him as well there but for now they're they are doing some great kind of funny moments when Ford threw Gable out of the ring and realized he was too close to his corner and moved back to the middle of the ring that was kind of funny which led him eventually to make the hot tag to the almighty that was you know a little you could say a minor botch there but it was funny and in a way you know and then of course the way Dawkins blast theory and send them over the announce table that was phenomenal that shoulder tackle and just it looked like I said to my he threw him until next week my god basically because we didn't see Gary pretty much after that he practically tackled him into next week you know phenomenal lastly doing a rollover and his spear was is a nice touch um and and it, it always makes it look like he's hitting them really hard like he blew up and exploded but you know it was nice for him to get back on his feet and make a unique move to him and we saw the winner it was the six-man tag with Bobby Lashley the Street Poppers winning post-match of course the comedy Otis throws up hot dogs and pukes all over his partner and all over the canvas it is what it is you know I guess the angle of him being a glutton and that's what happened when you eat and, and you're supposed to wait 30 minutes after you eat before you go in the pool or in the match so that was the comedic error, uh, angle on that we'll see there and of course backstage you see Becky Lynch says when when the uh they had an interview Becky Lynch says no one gives a damn about Otis you know Becky is mad as hell and she says she has she is going to do the wrong since Oscar returned so they have a match later on tonight and no holds bar match between these two ladies and of course we get a uh interruption here we get our truth coming out um Art, but it wasn't our truth it was Uncle Sam truth he comes out and says today is his favorite holiday he says today we honor the brave heroes who saved the earth from the alien invasions in 1996 he shouts out Will Smith Jeff Broberg, Vivek, of course, the one and only Vivek A. Fox. And Truth reads his favorite chapter from the Declarations of Independence. Welcome to Earth. Of course, it was a comedy scoop. He was talking about Independence Day, the movie. Um, Our Truth, of course, you know, with between the 24-7 segments, um, Our Truth has some comedic value. McMahon, remember McMahon, Vince McMahon loves Our Truth. Um, what he does, um, all the things he does backstage, outside of Make-A-Wish, and all the other things as well as Titus O'Neil. That's why those guys stay around. You know, if you're a good guy, yeah, you might not be a performer and any performer. Like, why the hell is he keeping guys like that off? Because it also counts. If you're a good guy behind the scenes, help the talent bring up forward, conduct yourself in a multi-billion dollar company, um, respectable as a professional, you will keep have longevity in the company. And as you can see with our with, uh, with our truth as well as Titus O'Neil, this is why. You know, and this is why guys like Keith Lee with talent with bad attitudes and it's negative is no longer in the in WWE. Just uh, uh, just a little side note why our truth is sticking around. So our truth is there, and we get interruption. Uh, truth is interrupted by by Ludwig Kaiser. Ludwig Kaiser comes out, and he, of course he announces the ring handed out, and the Gunther comes out, and Gunther comes down, heads down, heads down to the ring, and tells Drew to urge the crowd to start yang, yang, uh, cheering USA, USA. And Gunther comes out, and of course, he's going to have a non-title match. Again, 
remember I mentioned about the the mid card champions being display here and showing value. Now you bring a Gunther out here. This guy is huge. You know, he's like a real obstacle. Gunther is being picked for a trade as a big Austrian with obstacles. And now the United the United States from Lashley and the Intercontinental title have some um title holders who are whoa you're not gonna go in there and and, and manhandle like a, you know no no disrespect to ricochet but you could tell that anyone who had who could okay who could really outpower him could take out ricochet now with a gunther you really gotta really be bring your a game to knock out a big austrian the way he looks and they're bringing some character some meaning to those titles you know and i like that and Gunther comes out has a non supposedly it was a non-title match against Archu. And it was a total squash job. Um, Gunther totally squashed Archu, hits him with that power bomb variation. He gets the victory. I think the match was like about two minutes long. Um, it was a total squash match, and that's uh that was that. But I like the way they showcased the Gunther, aka Walter, you know, those from Imperial, those that know him in NXT as Imperial. And of course, you get that heat on on Fourth of July weekend, you have the German, the Austrian, and the German go out there and, and get the victory on our truth. It is what it is. So, also meaning meaning to the it was more showcasing that intercontinental title there. We saw backstage um, Sarah um, asking Alexa Bliss about her friend Lily winning the champ, uh, winning uh, excuse me, Lily. I mean, Liv Morgan winning the championship. Alexa Bliss says she's not, you know, she has no friends, but she's happy for Morgan. But she mentioned Lily. And she wants to get back in the title picture and see if you know maybe Lily will get a title, a little title belt around her. Her waist is like she has her, so that's why I mentioned Lily in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, stuff. So I botched that one. But looks like Liv Morgan is acknowledged. Uh, Alexa Blitz and Liv Morgan. Maybe that's a path. Maybe for a couple of my, uh, Monday Night Rolls down the road. I don't think that's going to be a uh, SummerSlam matchup. Or who knows with WWE if, if oh, but I don't think so. I think that's more like it's going to be either a uh, SmackDown matchup in a couple of weeks, Madison Square Garden. You know, they go in Madison Square Garden on the 25th or, or here in Orlando, in my home city. Uh, maybe those are the type of matches we might see there. Um, that when we might see that title match um, defended against that program between both ladies, we shall see there. Um, and then it, it, it leads us to the main event for tonight. It's a no holds bar match between Becky Lynch and Asuka, Asuka. Now Asuka, Asuka, Asuka. Now this match, man, WWE again. Now if WWE doesn't say, if you can't say that appreciated, WWE ends their matches with their ladies. They don't give them the 930 slot, you know, before the main event where everyone is like yawning, is like, hurry up and get this over with. Remember, some other wrestlings they record for hours they record their elevate they, and i'm talking about ew they record elevation they record dark they record this and they got rampage afterwards a lot of the crowd is like too much you know it's good they, you, you know what you get you get fed a lot of wrestling but by the 9 30 slot people are like uh and it doesn't feel natural when they wrestle wwe they put their women all over they they know they know they're not afraid of making their women main event despite the fact you like it or not they're not afraid of doing it they're not afraid of they, you know, of the quality. Go, ladies, go, and big time Bex with with Oscar. They bought it. That no holds bar match. They were punishing each other, inflicting. Um, was it like one of the most memorable ones? It, it wasn't. No, not really. 
but for tonight uh, i'd be that's i thought that was the second best match of the card um myself but for our main event close it out um you saw they used they used chairs they used they used tables garbage cans you know you you know after a long fight lynch put oscar through a table with the superman hand slam for the victory um is this feud coming has come to an end i hope so you know for for both um ladies because we did see uh, oscar interrupt alexa bliss at the at the interview uh the promo that she was cutting with 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 um sarah about Liv morgan and she kind of interrupted her so maybe that's a hint that those two ladies are going to go feuding next i would like to see that personally and let becky lynch move on to something different but all in all it was good you saw oscar hitting a missile dropkick on lynch where she had a garbage can on her head it was a great spot it made it look good you know um it was ladies being kind of hardcore it was a hardcore um, no horse bar hardcore match with the ladies and i gotta say both ladies bought it i i i you know it, it was for being and if the match went what 15 minutes long or close to 20 minutes long and was entertaining it was not there was not a boring spot um if, you know even with the um, no holds part you could see uh, you know sometimes they might get tired winded no you know not one bit oscar had an extra bit of pop when she hit people um some wrestlers looked like they were pulling punches but not Asuka. you know she had no problems pulling the punches um and she just bought it man oscar is in another level of wrestling you know that we that we see for a female um very 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 well um polished i wish she'll leave lose that uh comedic type of move with the yelling and over talking and, and that mumbling nonsense but that's part of her gimmick you know um and, and that's part of her gimmick that's part of her stick um you know it might like i said if it's not for everyone if they have a plan there but it looks like because she's like a bumbling nuts and you saw becky lynch when she wins this I, i'm back on track i'm back on track you could hear it as they were fading away leaving the show you know i'm back i'm back you know so we'll see because it looked like becky was losing her mind for a little bit of over losing getting to her but she gets the victory where did they go next with that i don't know be honest with you i think we're going to see oscar versus live uh actually not live but um alexa blitz there um becky i don't know if she's going to go back after banca belair because the you know but oh now with all the branding the raw and smackdown brand out the window they could go into each other wrestle each other but i don't know we shall see um you know that's why it's fun we you know creative has us thinking what you know it's sometimes good a little bit of imp uh, be unpredictable because if you're predictable why am i going to watch the show if i know what's going to happen and what's scripted and i know already oh they don't do long-term booking you know all this 50 50 um wwe oh, i want to know what their storyline is why then so why watch it if you know what's going to happen that's the part of the element of the surprise you want to turn tune into the wwe or even aw or any wrestling organ impact you know you want to turn into them because you don't know what's next you know expect the unexpected but that was vince mcmahon's calling card before the 90s attitude era and then remember the world wrestling federation expects the unexpected unexpected the unexpected remember that that was their calling card i know some of you guys were not even you know you guys were in your in your parents testicles when you when when you know that when this happened but you know i was walking the earth and that was part of the that was that was what Vince McMahon used to say, expect the unexpected here in the world of the Royal Wrestling Federation. So just remember that, guys. Um, or, or if you're new to that, Google it. Go Google it. Go look at it YouTube. You know, check it out. That was their model before. You expect, and, and they didn't want you to have that predictability. And I think wrestling, when it's a little bit unpredictable, 
it's a, it's fun because you don't expect it. No one expected that Liv Morgan was going to walk out of Vegas with with Raw Women's Title. You know, you might you know you might have had a suspicion or a hunch, but you might have thought it been might might have been a failed cash in. It wasn't. That's what makes wrestling fun. Although sometimes we know already what where some of the storyline and direction is going. You know, like right, we all know we all know the predictability that either Rey Mysterio or Dominic they're not going to stay together as a tag team. They're not going to stay together. There's going to be a rip. We all know that. We can see that. We all see Dawkins and, and Ford as uh, Sweet Prop is possibly splitting. But let us enjoy the storyline that unfolds in front of us. Let us enjoy the build up to that. And I think that's where we lose our essence. We don't, oh, we want to see this. Oh, no, they, they did it terrible because it wasn't because you weren't the ones that did the creative writing. Let the creative writing do the creative writing. Just sit back and enjoy it. Sit back and enjoy it. I think we get we let we tend to lose that essence as wrestling um, viewers, at, or, or or if you're gonna or or a enter you know want to go and be entertained by the by wrestling, we want to you know let writing do writing and let us do the watching. And that's the point. I think that's the problem when it comes to Twitter and the Twitter universe and all the critics. They want to be they want to do writing, and if it's not what they say on the on their podcast, how they want the script or the screen to go, oh, it sucked. It was so terrible. The buildup. You know, or, or the storyline. It's not all the time. It's not about pleasing me. It's not wrestling. It's not about pleasing me all the time. It's not pleasing about anyone. It's about pleasing a general population of of of, of folks. Is it was it entertaining? Was it good? Was it safe? Yes. Well, did we all agree with it? No. I, hey, I could go back as far as you know. I wasn't pleased that Ultimate Warrior beat the Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan was my champion as a kid. Hogan was my champion. I didn't want to see him lose the Ultimate Warrior. He lost the Ultimate Warrior, and of course, now I see it later it was issuing another champion of a new generation. But as a kid, when I grow, I hated that WrestleMania. I, I probably watched that WrestleMania one time, one went it, because I hated it. I hated to see Hulk Hogan lose the Ultimate Warrior and, and Hogan kick and seeing the Warrior kick out of Hogan's late drop. No one used to kick out of that finisher back then at that time, and I and I hated it. And I understand that it wasn't. And now when I get older, it wasn't about pleasing just me. It was about pleasing. It was just building a storyline, a new generation. WrestleMania four, I can give you that. I was so pissed when Hulk Hogan under the giant when Hogan got disqualified. You know, I was a big Hogan fan. When Hogan got disqualified, now he doesn't he doesn't get to wrestle for the world champion. Then Macho Man, but then Macho Man became one of the greatest heavyweight champ, one of the champions, one of the Rushmore wrestlers. But at that time, I hated it. I was like, Macho Man, he was Intercontinental Champion. Macho Man, the heavyweight champion. That WrestleMania sucked. I remember as a little kid. You know, now and as they get older, I appreciate it and understand that. But I just wanted to bring that up there. All in all, Monday Night Raw was a really good show um, for a day after 4th of July. Remember, they expect people to be out, out about, not really watching Monday Night Raw. Too many eyeballs. I know the numbers and ratings might be down. But they, the folks that were able to stay home, remember, also, there's also people in sick in hospital wards, you know, um, orphanage, um, all different places that, not able to get outside, you know, and get to, to experiment, uh, see the fireworks. They were entertained by Monday Night Raw. They have cable. You know, if they're able to see it on the app, they could see it there. If they're working on the job, they would, you know, or, or, or on a plane or traveling, they get to see Monday Night Raw there, and it was entertaining for them. They gave them a good product. All in all, I think the show was really entertaining. Was it most the memorable Raw in a long time? No. It's not, it's not like a Monday Night Raw after, after WrestleMania. It was a Monday Night Raw show that delivered for the people in San Diego, California. They got to see, you know, maybe this is one of the few times that WWE goes there live. They got a show. They got to see the Mysterios. They saw, they saw, 
a, a tribute to Eddie Guerrero. They got to see the women's champion. They got to see a no hold, a very good no holds barred match. They got to see, you know, a good match between Austin, Miz, AJ Styles. They got good matches there for them. And who knows what other dark matches that we didn't see afterwards, you know, that was entertaining for them. All in all, I thought Monday Night Raw was a very good product, very good show, despite the fact they knew they were not going to get a lot of eyeballs. People were out watching the fireworks in the movie, out, out in, the, in the beaches, out and about. It's summertime. Remember, everybody's tired of being cooped up. In, in, a, in a home, in, in the wintertime, it's summertime. People are out and about. If you watch it on DVR, you know, if you watched it live, you got to get, see something at least entertaining. It wasn't a waste of time, and I thought it was good. That's my opinion. I am BS Jedi Network. I thank you guys for watching and joining along with me here on the Heal the Ring podcast. Don't forget to please, on the on the bottom scrolling, we got our, pro, our program and all the audio platforms in all the different speaker speaker uh amazon music uh itunes apple google uh event you know anywhere that you have your podcast just put bx project network and you find the heal the ring podcast we also have the mma program mma weekly with austin and chef dan we also got the, the return of the knicks podcast the rangers town republic the bonks bombers strike back we have all different types of all different types of sports with all different the giants report with chef dan the jets of orient if you're a jet fan NFL. We have all different types on our network. We're a growing network here. We we don't come up in Twitch. We're on Twitch, Roomba, YouTube, BX Sports Jedi Network. Just follow us. And, and of course, if you have, and I always say thank you guys for giving me your time and providing with your time. Something that I cannot give you back is your time. But I don't want to waste it. And I appreciate it. And I want to thank you for for allowing me to graciously speak my mind and give you my opinion on the on the world of wrestling. I've seen. I've been watching this since 1982. Uh, my my grandfather got me into wrestling. I've been a wrestling fan since, you know, and me and him will go back and forth, just watch wrestling from NWA, AWA, uh, you know, Memphis, you know, down to, 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 to Texas wrestling, to in Puerto Rico wrestling, WWE, WCW, um, you name it. My grandfather being would, would, would love to watch and would, you know, go and go with him and my uncle to go to Madison Square Garden and watch the house shows. Memories of childhood, you can't, can't, cannot. Have a price to it um great memories and that's what wrestling that's what we are wrestling fan is a generation thing you pass it on to your kids remember we get caught up with the tribal stuff that's nonsense just go enjoy the wrestling love all wrestling no matter what wrestling if it's aw nwa impact just enjoy it even even an independent circuit just enjoy it because these are performers are trying to entertain us i remember yourself as a kid being wow and ooh and seeing this story the kids and, and the face versus heel that oh my god get them that excitement just go back to that and forget about all the nonsense of which which organization is better than which one who's over just let's go out there and just enjoy the wrestling it's about wrestling these people are out there putting their their bodies on the line to entertain us it might not be clean it might not be smooth but it's an entertainment they're out there doing their thing to entertain us and you know what i appreciate those wrestlers um with all, all wrestling organizations no matter what it is um and that's why i have a passion and love for the wrestling world so with that said, I want to thank you guys again for watching along. Please hit that like. Join us. Um, you know, usually I have some host uh, co-partners or panelists that joins me, but they're busy right now. And of course, like Vince McMahon said, the show must go on. But I am BX Sports Jedi Kev saying always pin life and always get over. And if you ain't down with us, I got two words for you guys. Just subscribe. I'm awesome! You people buy